and welcome to Navigating Nursing. I am your host, Laura Whitehead, a registered adult nurse, a critical care nurse, qualified lecturer and fellow of the Higher Education Academy. Joined today by Tyra Mahmood, who is a bronchiaxis clinical nurse specialist under the division of respiratory. Thank you so much for joining me today, Tyra. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. So we're going to go right back to the beginning. Why did you decide to become a nurse? Um, to be honest with you, um, it started from when I was younger. Uh, my parents did fostering as a job and still do. They started when I was about two years old. Oh, wow. And then my uh, uncles and aunties. So my uncles are pharmacists and one of my aunties is a midwife. So I knew from the beginning I wanted to work in the healthcare sector. Um, and then through experiences, you know, whether that was through fostering, um, it made me realise that as I got older and into A-levels and GCSEs, I, I knew that that's where I wanted to tailor, tailor my education to. And you went to Bradford University and you qualified in 2014. Um, Which feels like a while ago. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, I had my 10 years of being qualified last year and I was like, how's it been 10 whole years? Feels like it's flown, but not at the same time. Yeah. Um, it's a funny mix, isn't it? And you've worked um, in, in a few different areas since qualifying um, and you progressed within a sister within that same field. How did you know what speciality or area you wanted to go into when you um, when you qualified? I actually didn't. Um, if I'm honest, completely honest with you, I originally wanted to be a midwife. Um, <laughs> and when I had my taster placement on the ward, I absolutely loved it. Um, I unfortunately didn't do so well in the second year of my A-levels in biology. And if I'm completely honest, to the skin of my teeth, uh, I managed to get into Bradford University through clearing in nursing. And then I thought everything happens for a reason. It's not the end of the world. It's still um, a way in to midwifery or health visiting. It'll just take a little longer and that's absolutely fine. Um, so then I, I did my nurse training. I qualified and I never anticipated to apply at Leeds because it's a bit far from home. But I'd just gone for the open day with my friends and they were interviewing on the day. And then I just thought, oh, do you know what? I'm just going to go for it. Uh, and I came across the stand uh, for interventional radiology and I met uh, the managers at the time. And I was like, wow, I've never come across this before in my placements or anything. It's actually quite interesting. Uh, I didn't, I don't think I knew what I was, to be honest. Um, so then I started then, I really, really enjoyed it. Uh, we came across patients of all different areas, whether that was transplant patients, pediatrics, neuro, acute oncology. So I loved that um, every single day was different. Uh, and then within three years of that role, uh, a sister's position came up. And like everybody, I think I was a bit hesitant at first. Oh, my God, I don't think I can be a sister. Yeah, I don't feel ready yet. Um, but I had good mentors and uh, in the department. Uh, and thankfully, I did get the job. Amazing. And how did you find that step up to being a sister and that leadership role? Um, it was definitely a transition. Um and there were many challenges uh, that I were, hadn't come across before, especially when it came to staff management. And then obviously we had COVID as well throughout. So yes, it was difficult, but we it had a really good support network as well. Um, and Leeds offered um, 
programs, leadership programs catered towards uh, minority ethnic staff members uh, to help with progression. So I did quite a few courses with them and I really enjoyed it because it also allowed me to network with very senior members of the trust, like heads of nursing, uh, director of HR. And so it gave me a, quite an insight into uh, the wider team and what really uh, goes on and the principles and pathways. And I think as well, if it isn't for those opportunities, you we would never meet those people, would we? Like the, the the head of HR or anyone from that kind of really senior um, trust leadership level. I mean, as, as, as uh, strange as it sounds, even if you're passing in the corridor, if you don't really know them, you no. probably won't even say hi or anything. No, you wouldn't, oh, would you? No, it was good. It was really good. And you've also done some reciprocal mentoring. How did yes. you find that process? It, I found it really, really interesting because um, you were paired up with a staff member, uh, quite senior in their role, but also um, that was still uh, kind of connected to your area of work. And for me, if I remember, um, she was director of operational theatres. Oh, wow. Can't remember now. It was a very. It feels like a while ago. Um, and it was quite interesting because there were certain elements she felt like she was learning from me or she'd never come across before. So they found it really valuable, especially when we did the feedback session at the end. I was really surprised there are so much things that they probably aren't aware of or don't get involved in because they never needed to within their role. No, no. And why would they? And I think as well, sometimes when we think of mentoring, we only think of us or someone being mentored by someone in a more senior position you don't ever think of that relationship being like reciprocal or, or you benefiting them or expanding their knowledge in any way exactly um, and she even advised me at the time she said that you know um progression isn't limited um if you want to know exactly what the chief nurse does in her job why didn't you send her an email and ask to spend a day with her yeah really good bit of advice yeah she was like people always um kind of are intimidated or fearful of taking that step but it's like any advice if you don't ask you'll never know no it's true and you know what from the I've interviewed loads I, do you know I should count at some point you know people from a whole variety of different jobs within nursing and I've been really surprised at how open and supportive you know, the really senior and how willing to give their time. And yeah, would I ever email a chief exec and go, hi, I'm Laura how, outside of the podcast? No, I wouldn't. Not until I did this. It's made me have to be a bit braver, I think. Um, but that the advice and, and the amount of information that they can give you and how willing they are to and how willing they are to give their time and that mentoring and that advice um, and how much that's, you know, helped me personally and also hopefully people that listen too. I think it's brilliant for networking um, I, I met so many colleagues, um, all in different areas of work, different uh, professional roles like radiographers, uh, those that worked in audits. Um, and I learned so much. And like anything, you utilize your skills no matter where you go. Mm -hmm. So that was extremely beneficial for me because for some I could see uh, we, we looked after and managed staff and our department per se but they looked at stuff as from a wider trust point of view so it was it was good to see their role what they did um and how it kind of impacted the rest of the teams if you if you if you like 
Yeah, so a totally different perspective or a different lens of maybe a similar thing, but but just from a different point of view. And to be fair, the added bonus was the amazing refreshments that were provided on study days. <laughs> Can't forget about those. There's got to be some perks, hasn't there? <laughs> well, yeah, a good coffee is always the way to go. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I think you're, I think when we talk about CPD or we talk about continual professional development, our mind, I think, in nursing and um, automatically goes to like modules and assessments and in-house you know certificates and I think sometimes people might miss out or not be aware of the opportunities within their trust you know like the leadership um, for BAME staff that you did and like the reciprocal mentoring and actually that development and that professional development doesn't just have to be through a module accredited by a university it can be from study days from you know things within your trust that have a massive impact on your professional development and I think that's something that we shouldn't forget about or kind of um, not look into really. Well it definitely allowed me to step way out of my comfort zone because of um, you know recruiting staff um, was difficult in Covid because obviously we stopped face to face so then I got in touch with medical illustration at the time and I wanted to create a video, especially because we were recruiting from overseas and I wanted them to get the real picture and understanding of what we do. Um, so I helped design and create a video for interventional radiology at Leeds, but I also wanted to use it as a platform to showcase all my different BAME colleagues who are in different roles, whether that was nursing associate or clinical nurse specialist uh, or management. Um, And it was brilliant. Like I was really grateful because I had the support from the team as well. Um, And I think now, I think it's on YouTube, to be honest, from what what I remember. I'll put put a link. (laughs) We can all be educated. (laughs) And you... um are now a clinical nurse specialist what yes. made you decide to make that move from being a sister in interventional radiology to then being a clinical nurse specialist um to be honest with you um I had worked in radiology for about I think it was eight years in total um and it was far from home and the on-call was the struggle um there was also no progression for me um, for a band seven but I felt ready to progress to something different um, and I got to the stage where I had some negative experiences as well and I just thought I, I need to I need to make a change basically uh, and because I'd worked there for so long I think it's sometimes so difficult to change into a completely different area away from your comfort zone uh, but I knew I had to do it and it was the right time uh, so Sometimes in nursing, we always think, oh, there's a way to progress in management. That's where I need to go. This is the next step. Or you go down, I don't know, clinical nurse specialist, uh, become a team leader, do your prescribing and so on. But I was at the point where I thought I want to do something completely different. Um, I want to expand, but I want to have both sets of skills under my belt. Uh, And I'd seen bronchiectasis, but it was a completely new service at Bradford. So it involved setting up the service, um, completing standards of practice, which I had experienced as management and kind of networking. Uh, I even went to Leeds to see uh, how they run their service so we can mirror their service, especially for pediatric patients transitioning to adult patients. So it was a it's been a challenging year, but in a very positive way. I really enjoyed it and 
through reflection, to be honest with you, you don't realize up until you actually look back to see how how much you've kind of achieved in a, in a short space of time. No, a massive amount. And setting up a new service is well, it's a daunting prospect for anyone, even if they've done something similar before. Um, so you know, I'm sure you've learned a lot, and I'm sure you developed loads over this past year. It's um, it's it was difficult because I worked at Leeds, so I knew the teams, so I was, you know, I wasn't as um afraid in a way or would have been but um so that part was difficult new trust uh slightly different way of doing things it's a smaller trust but to be honest with you it's it's been brilliant like in terms of networking I've met so many people uh who've really supported me to get this far um I work with a really good respiratory team and the respiratory consultants so I've really enjoyed it and have you got any advice for anyone that, that wants to looking moving into and um, being clinical nurse specialist in respiratory um, there's a lot of free courses available. I uh, use Rotherham uh, Respiratory as a platform, all online, uh, funded by NHS England. Um, you can do it in your own time. I've got the time back. I also uh, went to see what the trusts were doing and because I was obviously had worked at Leeds before and that's quite a bigger trust. Um, I went to spend a few days there with the nursing teams there to see how they did things, to see how we could improve things uh, or to help things and work together. So that was brilliant. I spent a lot of time getting to know our local wards, so the respiratory wards, uh, the other nursing specialist teams associated with us, like there's the lung cancer teams and so on. I sat in with the consultants in their clinics. It's kind of a, your, your world is your oyster in nursing. And if you don't ask, you won't know, or don't ever be afraid to try. That's very true. And I think you. this is a really good example of that collaborative working and that... Yes you know other services and what what can be learned and what can be developed um and a perfect example of how you know you're talking about the transition from peds to adults if those services don't work together or don't know what each other's doing that then makes that transition really difficult doesn't it yeah the pediatric clinicalness specialist in respiratory you know he's absolutely brilliant he really is he's really helped me a lot and being in bradford uh there are uh, unfortunately, a lot of patients with quite complex care needs. So that transition meeting uh, with parents and the children and the nursing teams there is really, really important because I'd want to try and make sure they feel supported when they move into adults. Though they absolutely love him, so it is a bit nerve-wracking for them to, oh, to find a new nurse. <laughs> yeah, yeah, when there's a favourite, it's, it's a hard act to follow, isn't it? <laughs> he is brilliant. And how, what advice have you got for any student nurses at the moment? Um, try to persevere. Uh, not every day will be easy. You never stop learning. Uh, if anything, you actually learn on the job. Mm. You'll, you will meet many, you'll come across many amazing health professionals throughout your career. They can all be mentors. It doesn't necessarily have to be a nurse. I think that's a really good point. I think sometimes we just think about Particularly from, I don't know, an NMC point of view, don't we? We think about placements and practice assessors and practice supervisors, and normally they are nurses that, that, that are performing those roles. And we can forget about what can be learnt from other members of the MD team. If I look back on my first day as a student, I, was, I came straight from school, so I had no healthcare background. Uh, and I remember the first day I was asked, I think I was asked... Um, to help with observations by a junior doctor. And I was so nervous that he'd asked me to do a set of OBS that I'd never done. I did the OBS and I went back to him 
told him some of the results because I forgot to write them down. And then he said to me, what was the patient's pulse rate? And I said to him, oh, my God, I've forgotten. And I just completely went quiet. And he said to me, it's OK, we'll go and do it together. And then he was teaching me at the same time of this is what I'm looking for, this patient's on this medication and so on. But it made a huge difference to me because I was so nervous just to complete one little task. Oh, no, and you look back now and you think, I imagine getting nervous about doing a pulse, but you are, aren't you? Your first day, you've got no, or I didn't, I was the same. I had no, I remember them saying, um, oh, can you just go change the bed sheets on the patient? This is her name. She's in bed one and she was in the bed and no one had taught me how you change sheets for someone that's, that can't get, that you know, that is in the bed. And yeah. I'm going back and going, I don't know, <laughs> she's in there. Like, how what do I do? And they were like, Laura, it's really obvious. And I guess it, it is, isn't it? But yeah. if you've never done it before. You won't know. I, I had absolutely no idea. And I think that's something that we can forget when we're qualified, can't we? How for us, tasks can be quite straightforward and easy. But for people when they're new or they're starting or they've never done it before, they might not have any idea even how to get started. Exactly. And have you got any advice for um, anyone that's newly qualified? Don't be afraid of change. We easily get comfortable in the places we work, uh, our work colleagues that we've worked with for a number of years. But for your own progression and learning, it's sometimes a good idea to change, learn new skills, uh, different areas of specialities especially, um, and never be afraid to ask for help. And I think your career is a really good example of how, by not being afraid of change, you've landed in a role that has given you so many opportunities and to have so much impact um, that maybe if you were afraid or you're more hesitant that you wouldn't have had those opportunities. That's true. You know, within the role I'm doing, um, I was asked by the matron to help out uh, in the TB team because they're short-staffed at the moment and because it's links in with bronchiectasis. To me, it was like, oh, wow, okay, that's another opportunity. Why not? So I've been doing working with the TB team two days a week. Uh, it's been absolutely brilliant, uh, busy in a different way, but I've learned a lot um, and I've learned, um, like I've gotten on really well with the team as well. Hopefully hopefully they don't get sick of my maths calculations because <laughs> we have to count the medication, um, but it's been brilliant. I've really enjoyed it, to be honest. So currently I'm doing two different roles. And again, amazing development there too. Exactly. Um, so do you know what kind of uh, further education or further study that you want to do going forward? Have you got any idea what's on the cards? I know I want to progress. Um, at the moment, I've been thinking about uh, I would really like to do my prescribing, hmm. especially with the clinicalness specialist roles. It's quite valuable. Uh, I'm all, I'm already, I've already started uh, the process of uh, doing my own nurse-led clinics. So having the prescribing uh, is a big advantage in that way. Um, but if you were to ask me, do I have a specific career path? Then the answer is no, because if I look back eight, nine years ago, did I think I'd be working as a respiratory specialist nurse? No, I didn't. Um, so I kind of go with the flow. And if an opportunity arrives, I just go for it. And I think that's fantastic advice for everyone listening. I think sometimes we can have such a clear, narrow view sometimes of where we think our career is going. And then when maybe something changes or, or life happens, that can then be really stressful, can't it? Because you feel like, oh, I'm not doing what I thought I was going to do. Where actually by being open minded, you're not putting that extra pressure on yourself. Exactly. It's easy to be disheartened because 
sometimes not every interview or every choice will go the way we want it to. And that's absolutely okay. I always believe that everything happens for a reason, good or bad. That just means there's a better plan for you. Exactly. And we and you don't know what, you know, what, I guess when you started this role, you would never have thought you'd be there working with the TB team. Um, no, I didn't. And here, no. You are. <laughs> and here you are and running nurse led clinics and everything. That's, you know, a massive change um, in terms of your practice. Um, so, yes, yeah, so we don't need to limit ourselves, do we? And it's been a full year, full year since I started. So uh, I do feel that in a short amount of time, I, you know, I've managed to achieve a lot for my own progression and for the service. And hopefully, you know, it's quite valuable. Very valuable. Well, thank you so much for coming today and for sharing your, you know, your career today and the advice for, um, for everyone really interested in your field. So thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I've enjoyed it. Thank you.